0: I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert.
1: And I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to...
0: On the Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to its fullest.
1: We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and the internet at large.
0: If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at IntrovertGuide2, the number two, and you can find the website at IntrovertsGuide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website or you can email us at introvertsguide2stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2.
1: And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show, but even better... Whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them.
0: Jess, here's a loaded question. Oh, my favorite. Last time we were talking about selective friendships, and I think we touched a little bit on toxic friendships, and that sort of leads us to our our discussion today mm-hmm. and so the question that i have for you is have you had a toxic friendship that you had to end
1: let me <laughs> let me just say that i have had toxic friendships but it's not that i had to end them by having the talk i just ended them by ghosting yes yes <laughs> Who has time to have a breakup? <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God. Listen, I Irish goodbye my way out of a party. I'll Irish goodbye my way out of a friendship. I have
1: Hell to. yes. Yes. <laughs> I am not taking you out for coffee. I am no. not saying goodbye. I'm just outie 5,000. I'm gone.
0: <laughs> but here's an interesting question. When you've done that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: have they ever followed up?
1: I think they have a few times, like maybe mm. when they get the, like, maybe just not like get the hint, but it's one of those, they just think, okay, you know, maybe this person just needs their space. That's fine. They'll come back like maybe a month later and do like the, hey girl, how's it going? And it's just mm. like, a, oh no, not everything is okay. I I'm I'm not over it. I'm a little petty right now. <laughs> mm. But like, mm. I also don't have enough courage to come back and say,
0: hey i mean the 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 main problem with that is that if you're ending the friendship because of toxicity Mm -hmm. there's going to be toxicity in that breakup conversation there's no way that you're going to be able to have that and likely go through it without any toxicity in it
1: they are they are going down swinging that's what I get scared of is oh, I am, sure. I am not in the mood to tell you why we should, we should not be friends. I hmm. just don't have enough emotional energy. If you already drained me and you hmm. were, you were such a toxic person that I just couldn't, I couldn't think of ways to tell you how you hurt me. I, I don't, I don't want to even, I don't even want to go there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Have, have you, you've never done it though. I'm assuming you've never done a break. I
0: have not had that conversation. No, I have not
1: given from your, from your wonderful reaction. No,
0: I, I, <laughs> listen, it's possibly not healthy, mm-hmm. but I have not had that conversation. There were people that essentially I, like, I, I don't, I have not had any in-person toxic relationships for a very long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've had some that were toxic online and those are so much easier to deal with. You just block. Oh, yeah. Boom. Block. You never have to hear from them again. Ugh. And chances are maybe they don't notice And because it's Facebook or whatever. If it's Instagram, they may think you just fell off the, 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 the algorithm. So you don't ever have to worry about having that conversation, but yeah, no, there were like, you know, in, in, in the past, there were like people that you just sort of like, well, this is draining. I think Mm -hmm. I just don't reach out to this person anymore. And if they do contact you, you just give them, (laughs) I would give them like one word answers. Yeah. Mm No, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no. Yeah. Until like they essentially get the hint. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a healthy way to do it. Jess, what do you think?
1: I don't, Maybe, I don't know. I think we're just in this day and age where people are so connected. I mean, again, Mm. I've I've said it so many times. We are very much more connected than we ever were that I don't think it's now unhealthy to do it. Unpopular opinion.
0: Mm. When you say that we're more connected, we are more connected and yet also more disconnected.
1: Right. And I think that might just be it. It's just easier to disconnect with other people any when when the friendship really has served its purpose.
0: If it had one.
1: Ex- exactly.
0: You know, if it had one for you because if it, if a relationship or a friendship is toxic, chances are you may have served a purpose for the toxic person and that may have been to make them feel good about themselves mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you fed in them that allowed them to walk all over you. But um it's, it's, it's a difficult one because, you know, it also, because of all of the, the social media stuff, like I said, it is easier to cut somebody off and have them not notice.
1: My question is now we generally, we know what a toxic person is. Of course, the hmm. definitions can vary across the board. Mm-hmm. Is there... A certain specification when we're look when we're talking about a toxic person in regards to the introvert. Uh,
0: I mean, here's the the metric because for me, you could read about like what makes somebody toxic, but the the test for whether or not the you you are having a friend a quote unquote friendship with somebody who is toxic is how you feel in that friendship. Mm. And that regardless of whether or not you are an introvert or an extrovert, um, it is how you feel in that situation. And if that friendship makes you feel bad about yourself, if it makes you feel generally bad, um, then that is a toxic friendship and maybe it doesn't, and it, and it doesn't need to continue.
1: Yeah. You know, a lot of the times I, we did touch on this on the last episode, we stay friends with or quote unquote friends with somebody mm. because we're unsure of, Oh, I just lost it. It was like right there,
0: right there. <laughs> well, I wonder if, if what you're trying to say is that you remain friends because you are not sure about that friendship. Like who is this person? What, what's going on in their life? Cause sometimes you might get sucked into a, a toxic friendship out of the best intentions. Mm -hmm. Like somebody may seem like somebody who needs help. They need support. They need something. And then at some point they turn on you.
1: That's what I was about. That was it. Ah. That was it. You read my mind. You read my mind. It's the, we're too, sometimes we're too polite. Yes. I have a tendency to not lay my boundaries down and not say Mm -hmm. no. Mm. I, and that's been called out on me quite a few times. I my my sister actually said it really well the one time. She said, "Jess, you are a person. You are not a shot of tequila. You can't yeah. please everybody." And it was really good. I actually, I mean, as as fun as that that saying is, it actually was just like you know, I don't have to be for everybody, and people, and not everyone has to be for me. No. I do have to start. You know, I'm not. I'm not not a polite person just because I laid a boundary. When you lay no. a boundary and somebody has a problem with it, it's because now they're realizing they can't get away with it anymore. That's
0: right. Mm-hmm. The problem is not you for setting the boundary. If you need to set a boundary, there's a reason for you needing to set that boundary. Mm-hmm. And if somebody gets upset with you for setting that boundary, the problem is not you, it's them.
1: Exactly. You, you are not being
0: unreasonable. A real friend, a true friend, will accept your boundary just because you said it's a boundary.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. No explanation needed past that point. Just, I mean, they might want
0: to know more, but mostly out of concern. They're Mm -hmm. not going to challenge you and say, no, you can't do this. They're not going to make it so that you seem like a bad person for having to set the boundary. Boundaries that you need, you need for a reason.
1: Right. And now bringing it back to the introvert, when we have like, I'm going to say just as an example, let's say we have an extroverted friend who doesn't quite understand the boundary that you don't want to talk all the time and they press you and they just mm-hmm. keep asking, why are you not there? Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a certain level of neediness that you do not have to fulfill. No, It's, it's not on you. And for me, I think I think I actually felt I needed to be on all the time. I always needed to have some form of conversation ready. I, I needed to be able to have some stories or I, I just needed something to talk about. And when I took a step back, and this was pretty recent, when I take a step back and I say, I don't need to have that stuff on me and ready to go. Why, so why do, where did it come from where I feel mm-hmm. I needed to have that at the ready? And when I started analyzing my friendships and realizing that, you know, the friends that I, the friends I valued the most in my life were ones that were okay with just coexisting in a room and being quiet. Those were the friends I love the most. I mean, you know, I just, I I hung out with a friend a little while ago. It's safely, of course, we are still in the midst of a pandemic here and we just were quiet. And it was really refreshing. And to other people, that may not mean a lot, but it meant a lot to me. And if I have friends that don't value that same emotional connection or sharing common interests from across a room, Mm -hmm. the priorities may not be lining up. And I think that can lead to a pretty toxic relationship. The person might not be in, in, in themselves a toxic person, but it's the not understanding who you are that can make something pretty
0: toxic. They may not be intentionally being toxic. And maybe mm-hmm. there's somebody in your life who is who makes you feel bad, but it's because like they're not trying to be toxic. Mm-hmm. They need more than you can give and they won't listen. I remember one of our previous conversations along the lines of friendships, we had somebody who who talked about their extroverted friend who was making them feel bad during the pandemic for not being able to see them in person and talk to them as often as they wanted. And that's toxic, but that's somebody, you know, as, as I was was described, an extroverted friend who is not listening to what their supposed friend needs, which is space and distance and not to be um, on the phone all the time, not to be talking, texting, talking all the time
1: especially during, like, you know, just bring it back here to the pandemic. If you are, if you have someone in your life that is demanding so much from you during this, it, this pandemic has been hard for so mm-hmm. many reasons and on so many levels Yeah, that that's a really good time to start weeding out the people that you don't need in your life.
0: Absolutely. And, oh
1: yeah. Like definitely let that person go because if they're going to make a pandemic all about what they need. Mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't know if that's a friendship worth carrying on
0: no and if it's all about what they need and they've never once sort of like asked what you need or 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 respected what you need then that's that's a definitely a, a problematic relationship mm-hmm. but also i mean i don't know maybe there are friends that you've lost touch with mm-hmm. and maybe if you're not reaching out to them and they're not reaching out to you maybe there's a reason for both of you not doing that
1: Oh yeah, needs change. People yeah. change. I you know, I I really do believe that. I there's people out there that do not think people change, but I don't I just for yeah. that exact reason that's what tells me that it it just naturally happens. Your needs are going to change and your emotional boundaries <laughs> start to change. And that's okay. Embrace that. Mm-hmm. Friendships don't always have to be years long. Sometimes they can be just short-term relationships. Yeah. They, they don't always have to be, the, you can be engaged, but you don't have to get married, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to bring this back to our topic, mm-hmm. our official topic, which is friend breakups. Right. And I'm going to hit you with a hypothetical per, uh, 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 situation.
1: Do I need to take a deep breath?
0: You might need to take a deep breath. So take your deep breath and I'm going to hit you with this, <sighs> this, uh, this, this scenario. All right. Okay you have a friend you've been very close to for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you knew them in high school. You were very close. You got each other through some very hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, you went through college together. You held each other's hair when you were throwing up after a night of drinking. <laughs> you cared for each other. You cried on each other's shoulders through several breakups. Um, and you were the closest thing to a sister without being a sister or a sibling uh, that 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 uh you had had but as you've gotten on in years Mm -hmm. you're finding your interactions with them trying Mm -hmm. um perhaps they are they have very different political views and they're starting to turn all of the posts that you make about how you're wrong and they start to argue with you and all they want to do is talk about um how you're wrong and what you believe And it comes time you're like, I can't do this anymore. I don't feel good in this relationship, but you also don't feel like you can just ghost this relationship because of the history that you had together. So what do you say to this person? So that they know that you are, you respect the the past that you had but that you don't have a future in a friendship together.
1: That was a three act right there.
0: Oh, I know. It was like, that was worthy of a, of a Jess McCauley excuse.
1: Oh yeah. It was, it was up there. Except. I don't think you can give an excuse for this one. I think you need to be full out and honest. So I'm going to put myself in, in these in the hypothetical shoes. Mm -hmm. This isn't too far off from something I have dealt with in the past. It wasn't to this this Mm. sort of direction. It was a little bit different. And this friend was a bit of a bully. And I think, uh, I guess this would be considered a friendship breakup. Okay, I wrote a letter. And I, I hand wrote it. And I asked this person to come and meet me for a cup of coffee and go for a walk. Now I wouldn't do the exact same thing for this one. You know, every situation is different. I wrote, I would write something though. Mm -hmm. And I think writing out thoughts, especially if you're writing out a first draft, get as angry as you want and say whatever you want, but Mm -hmm. just, just put that letter away. I think there's so much emotional bearing when you have someone in your life that you've been through so much with Mm -hmm. to not at least express that would be a bit of a shame for me. It would be a shame to let it go. But at the same token, if you're not matching up, Mm
0: -hmm. I think
1: it needs to be put out very clearly that that's not something you tolerate. Yeah. Especially, especially if these views are impeding on anybody's rights. Yeah, and their livelihood, and their just their their right to be equal. Then, I think you have an obligation to be honest about that. And I think by expressing that this friendship needs to come to an end mm. for many other reasons, but this is something that just was the the straw that broke the camel's back. I think is it is an opportunity for growth. And I think that it would be a shame to not express that.
0: Yeah. I think that in that, for me, in that situation, the important thing is because at that point, at the point that we're at here, where Mm -hmm. we're thinking about having this conversation, the friendship is done. Mm -hmm. Like at this point, I don't feel good in this friendship. And all we're doing is arguing. I don't know that that's a friend and and nobody's listening to each other. Um, But we have a past that we feel that we need to honor in some way because we meant a lot to each other. We got each other through a lot of things, but now our, our paths are diverging. And so I think that you're right about writing it down and not necessarily writing a letter mm-hmm. that you're going to give to that person, but writing down your thoughts so that when you sit down with that person, you can very clearly say what you need to say without getting flustered without stumbling over your words, without doing it badly. You can take the time to craft what you want to say so that you can say it. And you, you, and by doing that you're ready for any and all of their rebuttals. If they have any,
1: especially if they have though, any toxic tendencies to like bully or belittle or just Mm -hmm. to to condescend to you, you want to be ready for that and, and have that, have that guard up. Mm -hmm. Um, The, this, friend in the in the past was a a bit of a bully so when it was time to say goodbye of course they were very mad and Mm. they they did not accept what I had said but I knew going in who this person was and I knew coming out that I was going to feel better for not caving into them
0: Mm.
1: it is one of the worst things that I could have ever have done is give myself the injustice of not saying what was on my heart. It's, it's not fair. So definitely writing down your feelings again, like we said, not necessarily needing to read it, but yeah, keeping those mm-hmm. thoughts organized. I, I would hate to go into a situation, not feeling prepared, not feeling mm-hmm. my, not honoring myself and how I feel and feeling that sense of my anxiety is just going to pop. And I'm going to say something I really don't mean. And then it makes the situation worse. And then, you sort of lost your ground yeah that and also it can be did.
0: it can be really important to lay out for this person the reasons why this friendship is has run its course and that it's time to end mm-hmm. like by 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 making that clear for yourself then you'll be able to to articulate it and yes they may argue but you've said your piece right and you mm-hmm. prepared yourself to say your piece and made it so that you clearly understand all of the reasons why you need. And it's not, so it's not just like, well, it's just, it's, it's not working anymore. Cause that's not a, that's not a good reason to a good excuse for like, if you're trying to have a conversation with someone that is not, I mean, we've all had a breakup that went like that, like a romantic breakup that went like that. And that's shitty, but like, the friendship maybe needs a di- like more than just that.
1: Yeah. You know, if let's, let's, let's say, uh, let's assume here that the relationship is not abusive. Let's, I'm just going to take that out. Cause that's a very different story for what I'm about to say.
0: Yes. We're making the assumption. This is not an abusive relationship. It Absolutely. can be toxic without being abusive.
1: Absolutely. It's the, you know, yeah, you're, you're, yourself are going to have some great growth here. And, this person may feel rejection but if we reframe this as a you could be really helping this person become a better person you may if this person were to listen to you and to what you're trying to say and what you need you might be helping them out down the road and you might rekindle that friendship later let's put a positive spin on this sure just because sure. somebody you you can't be with you know you just your needs are not lining up together and you're just not on the same trajectory Mm-hmm. You could be helping this person out down the road with a sense of clarity and they come back as, as the, the best person that they can be. Yeah. That's the positive spin on this. And that would be another reason for why we say you should be saying what you feel is because you're robbing them of an experience of learning. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, we, we have heard very many episode how I am not perfect. I, I am not like the most amazing friend. I have friends that I value and I cherish. and But I have to work my ass off to make these relationships work because of my habits, because mm-hmm. of my tendencies. And if I didn't have the people around me in the past, no matter how short, long-term the relationship is, I wouldn't be the person I am now.
0: If you were thinking that maybe this friendship like, if you're at a certain point, if you're like, I, would be easier for me to ghost on this friendship than to try to continue it, then that's a good sign that it's time to end that friendship. Yeah. And it's up to you whether or not you feel like you need to have the conversation about it mm-hmm. or whether you need to just Irish goodbye the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I had I had friends... Year, uh, a number of years ago I went to high school with them I used to consider them best friends but at a certain point you know we were mostly connecting through through social media because they lived you know Whitby, I lived in Toronto we didn't things didn't didn't or they lived in Osshore or whatever like out in Durham region and I lived in Toronto which is you know it's, if you have a car there's not so 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 great a distance but who in the city has a car and they started to post a lot of racist shit like at the time it was Muslims, but it was also like any ethnicity. They would post some stuff and they were also reposting stuff from uh, the rebel, which is a Canadian Fox wannabe uh, outright racist, outright xenophobic. Um, and so they would post that kind of stuff. And eventually it got to the point where I was like, I you know what you were signaling to me that because sometimes they would post stuff and they'd be like, this is what liberals want. And I was like, I'm very clear, but where am I? Um, where my political uh, affiliations lie? And the posts that you're making are passive aggressively. Insulting me. And because they were largely racist, I was like, I'm not going to stand for this, but also I felt like the relationship had was really not, it didn't matter to me anymore. Mm-hmm. It was making me feel nothing but angry. And so I just, I, Irish, could the whole relationship, blocked oh, on everything yeah. and just was gone.
1: You know, I, I understand why it, it may be hard, dear listener, when you have people in your life that you loved or maybe once loved, how hard it is to see them show some pretty ugly colors like racism sexism it's disgusting we right now are going through such an incredible necessary important global movement that we have to work really hard to be anti and just let's be very specific right now we have to be anti-racist you do not have room for people like that in your life you can pick and choose at your discretion, who is important to have the conversation with, but if they are going to be insulting to you and Mm -hmm. degrading, you do not need to stand by for that. Just, just goodbye. And that's good riddance.
0: And you know, I mean, I think there are times when it's worth having the conversation. Mm -hmm. There are times when it's important to speak up. And in a lot of times, for example, like if you, And this is a digression, but if you have somebody on your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever, who is posting racist shit, it is important to speak up against it. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily for them. Yeah. But for the other people who are watching, you may not convince them and you, you're like, you need to, you, like, you might not be able to say anything and convince them, but you are also doing it for the other people. But it's important to, to stand up against it. And. There's no excuse not to. Mm -hmm. But again, if you reach that point where you just with those friends, they have nothing to offer you anymore except stress and bile and 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 tension. It's better to let it go. Let's take a look at social. So uh, we asked. Last time we asked about your selective friendships. This time we want to know about when you've had to break up with a friend. When is it necessary to end a friendship? What's the best time to do that? And my post actually had a typo because I did it on my phone. It said, what is the bedtime to do that? But nobody called me out on it. So thank you to everybody who saw what I meant to say, not what I actually said. Bronwyn said, I had to break up with a friend a few years back because she was toxic and brought drama into my life. She was also prone to making a lot of questionable decisions and was morally corrupt. She would lie and manipulate and even tried to get a guy I had feelings for with another one of my friends because she knew I was mad at her at the time. And that was her way of getting revenge. The breakup was ugly and there was confrontation, but I'm glad it ended.
1: It's going to be ugly in the middle of it. But by the end, your life suddenly just becomes lighter. The the energy that you feel every day is just cleaner. I don't envy you.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, the the that particular situation, like when you're ending that, if somebody is that toxic, you're ending it. And like she says, it's ugly, just like romantic breakups can be ugly. Mm-hmm. But all of those, for the most part, you're better for ending it. Mm hmm.
1: Oh yeah, well, especially like morally corrupt. Ugh. Yikes! Yes,
0: morally corrupt is pretty serious. There, that's pretty oh, serious. Oh yeah, so, that's that's you know? much.
1: Not yeah. not like you know you know what I mean.
0: There's no there's no there's no ambiguity about that. This person morally corrupt? Yeah, I think it's time to end that friendship.
1: <laughs> oh hashtag yikes!
0: Yes, indeed. Claudia says, "I don't do drama or people who are shallow or too needy because I find them draining." I had a friend once who wanted me to be her bridesmaid, which in her eyes meant I had to do a lot of the organization. As she realized how much things were going to cost, she started cutting things out until eventually it was reduced to a simple, small gathering. And then she said I wasn't going to be her bridesmaid because she said she could only afford to invite close friends and family. I dropped her like a hot brick and she didn't really get it. I blocked her on all social media. And then about three years later, I unblocked her. She immediately messaged me and I blocked her again. I don't have time for people who are self serving or complicated. It's just too exhausting. I distance myself from them until things fizzle out. Brackets, no confrontation.
1: Claude D. Yeah. Oh, ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Listen,
0: weddings bring out the worst in people.
1: Oh, do they? ever
0: <laughs> and oh, tell us about that just no um <laughs> weddings bring out the worst in people and not all like not just in because we all hear about the bridezilla mm-hmm. they bring out the worst in in some of the bridesmaids they bring out the worst in 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 mothers they bring out the worst in in grooms and, and all of that stuff although stereotypically less so but it they it, it brings out the worst in, in people and. This sounds like, um, like you were really taken advantage of here.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I, as a bride, or once was a bride. Oh, oh I got sad real quick. Ah. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't miss it. I don't miss it. Loved the day, but not, not the organization, not leading up to it. And mm. you, as a bride have to absolutely be 100% concrete in your decision when asking people to be in your wedding party. Once you ask and they say yes, there is no going back. That's just my opinion. There are people out there that that disagree. I have Mm. seen articles saying how to uninvite somebody as your bridesmaid and, Mm. you know, still keep the friendship. And for me, I don't, I don't think that's fair. Like at what point, you know, it, like the organization had already begun. Yeah. This, this poor person was all, already had a to-do list dumped on her. And then, and then things just started getting taken away because, you know, it, it's the, you should have organized the budget.
0: Well, the, I, that's the thing in, in this particular situation, it looks like they didn't budget
1: Yeah. Exactly. before they
0: started planning. Then they realized how much it was gonna do. She's probably already started to do stuff for the wedding. To do the organization stuff. And then there's no thank you. There's we can't have you come anymore.
1: Oh, it being a bridesmaid's not cheap. No. Yeah, so think like she probably already had her own money having to go into that. That's terrible.
0: Shall we go to the internet?
1: I'm not sure. If you want to go. Uh, <laughs> w- okay. 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 I, I okay.
0: know. I need, uh, We need to, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. Why, why are we not sure that we want to go there?
1: Okay. So I had messaged you a little earlier before we actually started recording. And I said, we need. Allow me to, to read
0: this, read this text. Um, oh, it oh. just says. We need to coin a term called extra explaining. <laughs> so, please tell me what you mean by that.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So, I made little notes here. Uh, I and there are so many articles describing why friend breakups happen, why they're necessary. They can be a good thing. Uh, you, and. It, it's, it was kind of tricky to find something that was specifically for the introvert. There was great articles on it. Uh, introvert Deer had, had a few. But there wasn't anything this specific that was really just drawing me in as to saying, oh, this is really helpful advice. So mm-hmm. when that happens, I usually try to find other ways to look at it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I stumbled on this article.
0: Okay, tell me about this article. It's really got you going.
1: Oh, it did. It did. Psych2Go posted an article.
0: I just got to say that <laughs> I just sort of glanced at it and they need a, a, a better name because I thought it said Psycho Go.
1: <laughs> I thought so too. I was like, oh no, please don't let that I was be like, on you perfect. need a better name. That's not cool. <laughs> also, adding a number two in there, come on. Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't like it. Okay. There's an article called 10 signs you've pissed an introvert off.
0: Oh, okay, this is interesting. Yes, yeah. so
1: I decided to go on to the other side of things. How do we how do we know maybe someone's mad at us? And and I just as an introvert, this article upset me because it's it's it absolutely is 100% clear an extrovert wrote this who only knew maybe one introvert and they weren't even sure if that person was an introvert.
0: All right. Let's 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 find out what these are and then we will discuss as we go.
1: Okay, there was 10. I only chose five. First one. Number one, the introvert responds with one word. When introverts get pissed off, they tend to shut down. And this means that they will say as little as possible, usually in one word sentences. This is because they're doing the least amount of social exertion possible in order to end the conversation as quickly as possible. This is actually more effective than not saying anything if the introvert wants to get people to go away. Because if they don't reply, then the person will start pestering them saying, why are you ignoring me or tell me what's wrong and so forth.
0: I will agree with shutting down when angry. Mm hmm. I don't know about responding with one word. Um, I certainly won't be making eye contact. I may be looking at the floor. And if I do speak, it will be very slowly and softly. But I don't know about one word. But I get the shut- shutting down thing.
1: A lot a lot of this, by the way, is going to be a... I'm sure this person wasn't just mad. This just sounds like an, an introvert. Mm. some of it,
0: some of it. I looking ahead a little bit, some of it, but this one in particular, I will, I will cop to shutting down when pissed off.
1: Okay. Number two, the introvert doesn't return your calls. Everyone knows that introverts want to be alone when they're stressed out. And this also extends to when they're angry at someone. When an extrovert is angry at someone, chances are they can't wait to give that person an earful over the phone making it extremely clear why they're so pissed off but when an introvert feels ticked off by someone their reaction is often to give them the silent treatment they don't even want to deal with that person at all and this means that they'll do anything to avoid talking to them either face to
0: face or on the phone i don't have to be i'm sorry i'm laughing right from the beginning there i don't have to be angry at you not to return your calls i know like why are you calling me like back up (laughs) You're supposed to be my friend. Why are you calling me?
1: Now you're just making me mad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, text me. Don't, if, you, oh. if you call me, chances are I am not returning your call. I'm sorry. That it doesn't mean that I'm angry. Well, I am now. But it, like generally, it didn't mean that I'm angry. It just means I'm an introvert. I don't want to use the phone.
1: Number three. The introvert pretends everything is okay. Another key characteristic of a pissed-off introvert is the pretense that everything is okay. In an introvert's mind, revealing their anger will only lead to more social interaction and those long, drawn-out discussions about feelings that introverts dread so much. So their solution is to put on a great big fake smile, interact with you as long as possible, and get the hell away from you as quickly as possible. This also classifies as passive-aggressive behavior, and it's the hallmark. Of introverted behavior,
0: I don't think this was researched very well. No, I don't think so. I don't pretend that things are okay if I'm pissed off. I don't. I. I. I don't have a face that lets me do that. I. My face reflects what I'm feeling. So even if I'm trying to put on it, no, everything is fine. You'll know that everything is not fine. Um, also, since when do we not like talking about things?
1: Yeah, just because we're introverted doesn't mean that we just turn our we're not totally apathetic like i i have feelings and i will talk about them i can talk about them in depth and for hours on hours yeah (laughs) but i'm gonna pick and choose who that's with
0: there's no science here this is supposed to be a psychology article they failed on the psychology this
1: is this is an opinion article with an extra explainer number four Another key characteristic of a pissed-off introvert is their tendency to bottle all of their emotions up inside rather than revealing them. This can lead to some pretty serious and explosive consequences. Even introverts, with their hatred of being the center of attention, have their limits. I can hear you laughing. (laughs) You've You've heard of the final straw. Don't be around when an introvert reaches theirs. Ah, uh, before I move on to number five, what's on your um, mind,
0: Bill? <laughs> <laughs> First off, it's not a key characteristic of a pissed-off introvert. It is the characteristic of somebody who 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 maybe has put up with a lot, and maybe the introvert that that you are writing about, because it may only be one person. Perhaps this person had a friend who was openly introverted who they pissed off and they're basing all of this off that one person. But we don't always, first off the idea that, that, that introverts bottle all of their emotions inside. That is bullshit. (laughs) That, I mean, uh, many introverts that I know, not all, but many introverts that I know are well aware of what they're feeling and, and are, are have an easy time expressing it. And that is because as uh, Susan Coyne says in quiet, um, introversion is often the cause of somebody who is highly sensitive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so many of us are in touch with our feelings. Not not all. There are many flavors of introvert, as we've discussed. In this particular instance, I don't know how far you pushed this person, introvert or not, but it seems you may have pushed them right to the brink and weren't listening to them, perhaps because when they were giving you their one-word answer, you kept being like, no, what's wrong? No, what's wrong? No, what's wrong? Anyway
1: oh my gosh i'm ready for number five give it to me the introvert only wants to communicate by text or email obviously (laughs) that was an evil laugh right i mean
0: (laughs) i mean yes but that isn't that that's just my normal
1: yeah that's that's just just
0: normal that's just how we
1: communicate
0: that's that has nothing to do with whether i'm pissed off that's my preferred mode of 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 communication don't call me on the phone send me a text or send me an email
1: no this person sounds like the one that texted you just to see if you were around and when you replied back they called you right after
0: fuck that person i
1: do not like those people they know
0: and i don't even need to hear like we'll get to what what's written here but i just have to say like many of us have our preferred method of communication and it is not the phone as we've discussed no (laughs) no do not call me unless I send you a text that says, call me.
1: I just, just before I do go on to reading the explanation, you know, just to give a little context to mine and Phil's relationship. One time we were texting about some, I forget what the topic was. And then you were like, I guess we could just call. I guess we <laughs> could just
0: use the phone. <laughs> I guess we could talk on the phone. Cause you know, sometimes yes, Uh, a thought is more complicated than you can put into a text. Right. But it it was just so revolutionary
1: when you said it.
0: It's important to discuss calling. (laughs) (laughs) Do not just call, say, Hey, can I call you?
1: Yeah. And if we don't answer you, don't call anyway.
0: You know, I'm just going to say that some of us, because email and text is our preferred method of conversation. Some of us reply immediately to a text.
1: I'm, I'm going to challenge you, Phil.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to read this.
0: I said some <laughs> of us. I said some of us.
1: <laughs> I'm going to read this explanation.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And I am going to challenge you to see how long you can last before you need to cut me off. Because I saved the best one for last.
0: Okay, okay.
1: The introvert only wants to communicate by text or email. Some introverts will do anything to avoid actually talking to the person they hate, as hearing their voice can be incredibly frustrating.
0: Why are we talking about people that we hate? I thought we were talking about if they're pissed off. Why are we talking about people they hate? Why would I want to talk to somebody I hate? Wow, I did not last long enough. You
1: all. did it. You lasted I, one sentence. I lasted
0: one sentence. Okay. No. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Okay.
1: Luckily for them in today's day and age, you can do that and still interact with them using written communication methods like emailing and texting. You might call an introvert, leave a message, and then get a text from that person replying to the message you just left. Clearly, the introvert could have answered the phone but chose not to. They also might make up some dumb excuse as to why they didn't answer their phone, such as, I just got out of the shower, or Sorry, my phone was on silent. While they might be telling the truth, if this happens once or twice, the continuation of this behavior means you've done something to get on that introvert's bad side. And go.
0: I want to go back to the beginning of this thing. This is not an (laughs) introvert that is just pissed off at you. This is an introvert that hates your guts. Why are you trying to talk to them when you obviously know? You've said it right here. They will do anything to avoid talking to the person they hate. Why are you bothering to harass them? and call them when they've made it very clear they would rather talk to you by text. They if this person is is if all of the things you're describing here, you are despised by this introvert. I don't know why this is a friend breakup. This is like you have destroyed whatever friendship you had and this this introvert hates your guts. Stop trying to call them. They hate you. Leave them alone.
1: Also, I just like to point out Nobody owes you a like an explanation as to why they didn't pick up their phone.
0: No, and, unless you like, don't know what's no. going on. Like they could be watching a movie. They could have been in the bathroom. They could have been in the shower. It's none of your goddamn business.
1: It's so true, though. It's like I saw someone post something on Facebook. Like it was just one of those screenshots of a text message, and the person gave an excuse as to why they didn't pick up the phone. They're like, "Oh, I just saw you post on Instagram. You really have no time to call me. Quit your excuses." And I'm like. They don't owe you that. Get out of here. No. Oh,
0: nobody owes you. You don't owe anybody a phone call. You don't owe anybody an explanation as to why you didn't pick up the phone. Now, there are extenuating circumstances. You Mm -hmm. probably have to pick up when your mom calls. And if you get a call from work, you should probably pick that up. Mm -hmm. Um, But like any people that are calling you, you should probably like you don't owe them an explanation as to why you didn't pick up.
1: Exactly. No, no. And if someone's demanding that from you, like, and they, and they start asking you like, why are you laying out excuses? Do you know what? That's a really good time to start exercising a friendship breakup right there. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Sure. I mean, the thing is that like, you know what I've gotten texts Occasionally, and I don't respond to them right away, maybe I'm in the middle of something, but the reason why I don't respond to it right away and I leave it unread is because I want the reminder that I, that I'm going to respond to it. but if i if you're calling me and I'm just texting you back or whatever, or I, think I don't owe you reasons why I'm not picking up the phone. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyone else feeling mad right now?
0: I don't know why you do this to me. <laughs> You're just like, all right, I can't find anything good, so let's do something to to get Phil riled up. Did we learn anything today?
1: I learned that friendship breakups need to be dealt with intentionally and meaningfully. The method is subjective, not objective.
0: Mm-hmm. No so that's true. if
1: if if the, if the relationship is so toxic that I can't I can't do anything but give uh, one worded answers back apparently, then this then an Irish goodbye is okay. I don't need to put myself in a situation where mm. I am emotionally vulnerable, but at the same time, no, not at the same time, depending on the relationship I mean. If this is a friend that just the the needs have changed and it's just very clear we are going in two separate paths, then yes, I think there's an important conversation that needs to be had. And it should be it should be one that you do honor.
0: But you'll know, like if this is a friendship that is worth having a breakup over. You'll know, as opposed to whether it's a friendship which is done and you just need to sever all Mm -hmm. connection. Right. I learned that if a friendship has to end, thinking about the reason why and really sort of like deciding does this friendship need a breakup or do I just go my separate ways? Mm-hmm. And if it needs a breakup, do what Jess suggests and write some notes. And you don't have to take the notes with you, but having written them down, you'll have a better sense of what your reasons are and what you need to say
1: oh and let me tell you you will not regret the closure of being able to say everything that you ever wanted to say and again you don't have to show them the letter you don't have to repeat everything in it but it is so cathartic you will thank us later